Digital generation is a game changer generation. But for the rules of the game to be changed, those rules have to have proved to be detrimental. The trauma of experiencing those detrimental aspects of the rules of a game have led the millennial generation to a crossroads. The crossroads is either we invest our energy in changing this whole damn thing and breaking those rules so that we can make new ones, or we pull our energy out of the game entirely. Just give up on it. Many members of the millennial generation are on a fast track to destruction because of what has happened and what is currently happening in the world. But a different road can be taken. A different option is available to us in any moment. I could write an entire book on all the elements that could be involved in healing the millennial generation. Probably many books. But my intention for this episode is to put down the key highlights so that you can understand how to heal the millennial wound. This is how I'm going to do this. I'm going to go through the rest of this episode talking directly to millennials, hoping that any of you who are not part of the millennial generation can observe what I'm saying and ascertain from it how to and how not to deal with millennials. If you haven't done so already, I ask that you stop this video and watch the video that I did called What is Wrong with Millennials before you resume. The first thing I'm going to say to this is that as a millennial, the first thing or the first response you're going to have to this entire video is angry. Why? Because of how deeply unfair it feels to be painted as the problem that needs to be fixed. Now, while some of you feel that deep down inside you there probably is something wrong with you, <laughs> the rest of you, and even those of you who feel like there's something wrong with you deep down know that what this is, is a gaslight. Looking at your life, you may find that members of the previous generations first messed you up and set you up to fail and then made you the problem for being messed up or failing. For this reason, I want you to understand that when I say that there has to be healing to the millennial generation, what I mean is that the millennial generation has to experience the opposite of what caused their trauma in the first place. For that to happen, you're going to have to alter your perspective in some of the things that you're doing. I have no interest in participating in making you a scapegoat for previous generations. What I do want to do is to set before you a kind of toolbox from which you can pull these tools to create a life that's more like a life you want to live, that can improve the situation that you find yourself in, rather than leave you stuck. Let's just jump into it, shall we? Point number one, to heal is to experience the opposite. Now, if you keep that idea in mind, you're smart enough to kind of figure out, based off of the crap you experienced, what you need to experience instead. To understand this concept fully, I want you to watch my video titled, What is Healing? You've experienced things like working hard for a pot at the end of a rainbow that was never there in the first place, feeling like you have to and are expected to put up with things that hurt you, disillusionment, disappointment, powerlessness, the feeling of being enslaved, etc. To heal from these painful experiences is simply to experience the opposite of them. Things like reaching your goals, feeling free, developing empowerment, successfully creating something that is better rather than putting up with what doesn't work. I want you to keep this in mind in your life because it'll give you a better picture and therefore point you in the right direction of what it is that you are wanting and needing to choose and do. 
Part of doing this is to experience and face those deep wounds or this trauma that exists within you. Now, I know that most people shame you about the way that you are, and so they don't really open you up to understanding that you are traumatized in the first place. But I've created a process for doing this, meaning facing those deep wounds that are creating a lot of the behavior issues that people point at you and accuse you for. So this process that I created is called the completion process. If you want to learn this process and how to do it, you can pick up a copy of my book that is quite literally titled The Completion Process. Alternatively, you can go to completionprocess.com and find a practitioner to lead you through it. Doing so will reveal what you need to do in the here and now to experience the opposite. Two, you need to own and caretake your anger, rage, resentment, and grief. You need to let yourself grieve the life letdown and disillusionment that you've experienced. This is not going to happen if you keep listening to the world that keeps telling you that you have no reason to feel that way. That's the dominant problem that I see, actually, when it comes to dealing with the millennial generation, is that the majority of people who are pointing out these shadows that exist in the millennials have an attitude of like, Oh my god, I don't understand how you could end up this way. You were given everything, and still you are like this. That does not happen, okay? It doesn't happen that a being ends up totally messed up if something didn't happen to them. You need to make room for your own pain relative to the things that you're facing as a result of the previous generation and what they're doing or not doing. So what hurts about being a millennial? What hurts about being part of your generation. Other people are constantly minimizing and invalidating and shaming you. Don't do this to yourself. I want you to do an expression process relative to being a millennial. To learn how to do this process, watch my video titled How to Express Your Emotion. Three, so many millennials, and you might be one of them, are in a place of, what's the point? You've learned nothing but futility and powerlessness. You learn that you have no impact. You've learned that it doesn't matter how hard you work or how many things you try to do right, you're not in control of any of it. They, others, can just make a decision that makes you totally powerless to never being able to achieve something or powerless to it being taken away just like that. And actually, you have every right to feel that way and to think that way. You were born into a fundamentally flawed system. Guess what? It's actually within your rights to give up. You could choose to give up. And in fact, I want you to imagine doing exactly that. I want you to do a meditation where you imagine giving up. And I want you to play out giving up as far as you possibly can. Maybe when you do this meditation, you'll find yourself spending the rest of your life in bed. Maybe you'll do nothing but play video games. Maybe you'll throw your apartment keys away and go live on a beach under a coconut tree. Let yourself experience the relief and the eventual dead end of doing this. I want you to do this meditation before you continue the rest of this video. Now that you have done this exercise, what did you learn? What was your takeaway? There is incredible relief involved in getting off of the hamster wheel, in stopping trying to beat down a door that will never open. But what happens if you get off of that wheel forever and you just stop moving? What happens if you never try to find any other door? It's a 100% guarantee that you're not going to get the life you want if you do that. That's what I mean by a dead end. A giving up is a dead end. 
And it is definitely within your rights to decide to choose that dead end. There's not even anything quote-unquote wrong with it. But it definitely isn't the same as creating a life you want. You are trying to self-preserve by not investing or committing in things. And anyone would do this. I mean, if it never ever pans out, then it hurts you less if you just never ever commit in the first place. You're remaining detached. But living your life trying to avoid disappointment is not life. Throw away what your parents tried to teach you. It isn't actually about hard work. It is simply a universal truth that only focused energy creates anything. To commit is to put your energy into something. This means you cannot create a life that feels good if you're not committed to life. For there to be something on the canvas, you must put your paintbrush to the paint and onto the canvas. So work with the part of you that is committed to creating a life that you want, and the part that wants to give up on trying. To learn how to do this, watch my video titled Parts Work. What is parts work and how to do it? I have to warn you that if you choose not to commit to figuring out life and what you want society to look like as if you were in charge of both, this universe is likely to put you in a situation where you will have to figure it out by necessity. What do you stand for? This is not about what your parents stand for or what anyone else in your life stands for. What do you stand for? What are you going to live your life for? What do you value and find to be the most important? What matters so much to you that you would die for it? What do you really want? You are the generation that is meant to bring in the truth, the full truth of purpose. And the full truth of purpose is not just about your goal. It's about the process. With genuine purpose, it's not about working hard at what you don't really like so that you can attain something you do want in the future. It's not about that at all, in fact. Instead, the goal exists as an intention. I say intention because you will continue to go in the direction of that goal. But if it were certain that you would never achieve that goal, purpose means that you would still go in that direction anyway. Because it is in the doing of that thing that you find your purpose, your fulfillment, and your joy. You know you have found this when there is nothing else for you except for that path that is living for you. This is the exact opposite of going for something and then somebody telling you you're never going to achieve it, it actually being true, and you deciding to give up on it because that's the case. For example, if a person lives for surfing, then life is about paddling out. Even if he or she never makes it into the Hall of Fame, life is about communion with the ocean. He or she stands for that dance between human and element. Five, it's time to stop coping. What you have done because you've been on a hamster wheel for so damn long is you've decided to cope with it. You gotta quit. Why? Because what is coping? Coping is to make an alteration so as to adapt to something. It is the exact opposite of changing something. In other words, it implies futility relative to the stressor itself. You are a game changer generation. You did not come here to adapt to the current game. You came to replace the game. If you're coping, you're not doing this. And if you manage to cope with this game, 
you can put a gold star on your back for becoming as comfortable as possible in a game that's hurting you. At this point, what do you really have to lose? Either this game has always prevented you from getting what you want or has just taken it away. So honestly, what do you have to lose? Stop coping. To know how to do this, watch my video titled How to Let Go of a Coping Mechanism. Six, you need to feel as if you have gotten somewhere or are getting somewhere. To do this, you can adopt a simple exercise of on a daily basis, marking down your achievements. This daily list of accomplishments can be small and it can be big. It can be things you've accomplished in the past or little things you're accomplishing in the now. It can be something as big as I got a PhD this year and as small as I made a loaf of banana bread that tasted pretty good today. So what I want you to do is I want you to make a list daily of achievements and accomplishments that you have made and are making. I also need you to understand that if you have achieved something, even if you lose it, it doesn't take it away. It's still something you have achieved and so you have that achievement. Seven, you gotta stop playing zero-sum games and get out of your narcissistic bubble. I'm not saying this to insult you. If you watched my previous video, I understand why you're in a narcissistic bubble and why you play zero-sum games because that's what everyone does. You are here to master the art of relationship instead. And what you learned growing up is that everybody's out for their own best interests, against yours, in fact. It's a bit like realizing or coming to the awareness of being born into a shark pit. Nobody was actually going to be there for your best interests. What they were going to do is be there for their best interests. And you either had to fend for yourself or stay safe by somehow getting rid of yourself so that you're meeting their needs. So what did you do? You became one of them. You became a shark. That's what anybody would do in a situation where they were born into a shark pit. And by the way, if you're right now watching this video not really recognizing the sharky nature of human beings, then you're acclimatized to it. Notice the ways in which you are out for yourself only. Notice how instead of thinking of we, you think of I. Notice how you're concerned with your individual life and not with them. Notice yourself agreeing to disagree and not taking other people's best interests as a part of your own best interests. Notice how you separate yourself from others. Notice how you go for a win and don't care if your win means others in the situation will lose. What you and all millennials actually really want is a society that feels safe. Here's the thing though, you can't have a society that feels safe if people decide to stay a shark and that includes you. If you are in this position where the only way to stay safe is to be a shark, then everyone else will be too, in response to you. You can't create a society that you want to live in if all you are concerned with is your own pleasure and your own individual life, because society implies that others exist. Now the universal truth is, that which is other is not really other, it is also you. But as a shark, you're failing to recognize this. To understand more about this, watch my video titled, How to Create a Safe Relationship. Eight, reestablish your sense of connection and contribution. Contribution and connection are both powerful needs within a physical human. They're needs which you're not particularly conscious of and you're not going for directly. In other words, millennials have disowned the need for contribution. 
One of the most tragic things to witness in the millennial generation is how almost every member of the millennial generation feels like it's them alone against the world. The millennial generation is a generation of islands. Many millennials hate millennials. It's a generation where its members are fragmented from one another. Essentially, millennials lack team spirit and tend to have a sense that there's nothing to be gained from gathering and collaboration. Many millennials feel that finding a meeting of minds is impossible. Because of this and many other factors, many report that being together makes them feel more alone. For this reason, you must ask yourself, why am I getting nothing out of coming together? I want you to look around and notice how many of you feel the exact same way. And if so many of you feel the exact same way, then it can't just be you alone against the world. How could you advocate for each other? What values do you share? Instead of looking at what makes you different and where you don't get along, where do you get along? What values do you share? How could you come together to create or co-create this new world that you're envisioning? Now is the time for millennials to learn the vibration of rally. Now millennials are suffering because of everything I have just described in the previous video in this one. They are suffering from loneliness and a feeling of separation and isolation to a degree that has never before been experienced by a physical human. Further into separation we go. For this reason, we've got to reverse this loneliness and come back into a sense of connection. If you want to find a way out of this loneliness and isolation back to a sense of connection, pick up a copy of my book titled The Anatomy of Loneliness, How to Find Your Way Back to Connection. Nine, you have suffered so much from disempowerment that you need to find your power again. In other words, you need to take your power back. Here are some things I never want you to forget. Because you're an adult now, right? I know that it doesn't feel like it, because the previous generation sure as hell has not passed the baton relative to adulthood, but you're an adult. So never forget the following. Alexander the Great conquered countries at 18 years old. Mozart wrote his first symphony at eight. William Pitt became Prime Minister of England at 24 years old. Joan of Arc turned to war at 17 and was executed at 19. At age 28, Mark Zuckerberg floated Facebook on the stock market and became an instant billionaire. You have not been given a chance to take over society from the generation before you. And guess what? You're never going to be given that chance. Any more than any other game changer was given the chance by anyone who came before them. You need to take the reins instead. How can you take those reins? What is true freedom? Freedom is a deep desire within you. But what is true freedom? It is not fighting against oppression. That is nothing more than pushing against prison bars. It is not waiting for someone to grant you freedom. That is just more powerlessness. What does freedom really look like to you? How can you be in the state of freedom without demanding that someone else creates that freedom for you? Speaking of this feeling, like other people have to create things for you. You've probably heard a lot of people call you entitled, right? But what if I told you that entitlement was nothing more than feeling so disempowered, powerless, and incapable that you didn't actually believe that you could bring about the things that you want? And so naturally, the things you want are in other people's hands. And so, that's where the responsibility lies. What if you notice that you're putting the responsibility for what you want, desire, in someone else's hands. Can you see how disempowered that is? For this reason, I want you to watch two of my videos. The first is entitlement. And the second is take your power back. 
10. You have to create something new. And this was your intention before coming into this life. Remember? <laughs> you came into a system that was so fundamentally flawed that you didn't even need to be the one to crash it. It fell of its own weight. But here's the thing. The boomers, one of the generations before you, the one who you've had the most trauma around, they're used to putting their energy into things and having it pan out. For example, I put my energy into creating a retirement and that retirement happens, or I put my energy into paying off a house and now I have a house. You have the opposite experience and the opposite trauma. You're used to putting your energy into things and then never panning out. For example, I put all my energy into doing everything I need to do to make enough money so that I can buy a house and lo and behold, I can't buy a house, much less pay it off. You're in the opposite energy. Remember the pendulum swing? You're in the opposite energy from the boomer generation. I work my ass off and it never pays off. Instead of accept that this is where you are, because you haven't accepted you're part of a flawed system and something completely brand new needs to be created, you have sunk into a depression. Depression only happens when you're in resistance to a futility instead of accepting that futility. To understand more about this, watch my video titled Depression, the truth about depression that no one sees or understands. What have you learned is futile? If you accept that futility, what would you do instead? How could you put yourself into a position of cause instead of staying in the position of being at the effect of others? How could you create what you want instead of being at the mercy of other people creating what you want for you? Reinvention and redefinition is quite literally all there is to do in your lifetime. You need to be at the position of causation instead of at the effect relative to the changes that you want to see happen on this planet. And the way you choose to do that is going to vary drastically based on your individual calling. 11. Embrace the disillusionment and let go of the cynicism. As a millennial, you have been seriously disillusioned. Disappointment is an understatement. And as a result, you protect yourself by becoming cynical. You are a seriously distrustful person. And who could expect you to be trusting if you have experience that other people are going to screw you for their own best interests. To force yourself to just trust, it's a really bad idea. It's actually self-abusive. Because you haven't been given proof that you can rely on somebody else to consider your best interests. So I'm not asking you to become trusting. Screw that. Instead, I'm asking you to learn about trust and to learn how to achieve a state of trust. For more information about this, watch my video titled Trust, What is Trust and How to Build Trust in Relationships. Now let's talk about embracing disillusionment, shall we? Disillusionment is better than ignorance. And your generations before you have actually been in a space of ignorance. You have broken out of ignorance and falsehood and discovered more of what is real and you have seen the genuine problems in the world. This knowledge can give you power, in fact. After all, your only axis of power is to be in reality. What have you become disillusioned with and why? What is that disillusionment showing you that you do want? How could you put your energy into it and take action? Remember how I said there were positives and negatives inherent in each generation? There's a little bit of positive you need to extract from the boomer generation. 
It is the vibration of coming together and rallying and taking action towards what you want. In order to let go of your cynicism, you're going to have to see what you get out of it, how it serves you. Cynicism is a defense mechanism. You use it to stay safe. When you feel hurt and afraid and disappointed, but you can't face those emotions directly for whatever reason, you turn against the world and begin to push things in the world away. I want you to ask yourself this question. When did you experience a trauma in which your positive hopes or expectations were dashed? We use cynicism to make sure we never ever get our hopes up only to be let down again. Essentially, we disappoint ourselves or let ourselves down before the world can ever do it for us or to us. But cynicism paints the lens you see the world through dark and it separates you from genuine awareness. As a cynic, you may try to hide behind the idea that you just want to see things as they are and say it as it is. But really, you're not really concerned with truth as much as you are concerned with buffering yourself against pain and suffering. To be truly aware and to be squarely in truth, you have to see that polarities exist in the universe itself. That means in any situation that you're in, positive and negative exist. This means that it's much more important to step into and consciousness than it is to see any negatives that could possibly be there so you never get let down. To understand more about this, watch my video titled And Consciousness, The Modern Day Replacement for the Middle Way. What you really want is kindness. But do you understand how vulnerable of a place you have to be in to admit that that's what you want and that's what you want the world to look like? And to be completely honest with you, cynicism invites the exact opposite of kindness from the people around you. But this is this tiny little naughty secret that the millennial generation is holding. All millennials really want kindness. And that's the world they want to create. So the question I put before you is, what would that look like? What would a world that is based on kindness actually look like? And how would you act as part of that world? As a millennial, you have got to learn to take the damn lead for once in your life. Take the lead. Nobody's going to know what kindness looks like if you don't show them. So how could you act kind so as to demonstrate what it looks like? So many millennials out there are asking the question, what's the point? And here's the thing. That's probably the single best question you will ever ask yourself in your lifetime. Not from an attitude of like a statement of there is no point to life, but from a genuine exploration as to what the hell life is for you. What is the meaning of your life? What is the point of your life? Now, what am I going to say? Meaning is something that you're going to have to derive and decide out of your life for yourself. You're the one that's going to decide what the point of your life is. No one else can give you what the point of your life is to you. After all, the last time you took someone's word for it, it didn't work out so well. Have a good week. If you liked this video, be sure to share it, like it, and also subscribe to my channel so you can see more content like this. But I want to personally thank you for taking the initiative and having the bravery to step into the space of awareness, not only for yourself, but for the benefit of those around you.